What's up, world? Welcome to the Melanin Money Show, the official destination for personal finance, entrepreneurship, and wealth building for melanin millionaires. We will teach you the tools, the tips, the tactics, the hacks, and strategies you need to learn to become financially free so that you can be the wealth starter and legacy lever for your family. And I'm your host, George Action Palm, accompanied by co-host Jacqueline Shattuck and Carter Cofield. If you're ready to begin your journey to become a melanin millionaire, tune in, take notes, and let's go. All right, so with go. no further ado, the same energy y'all gave us, let's give Donnie Wiggins a huge round of applause as she comes to the stage. Hello, 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 y'all. So excited to have you. I Welcome am excited to the Melanin to be Money here. Show. Hi, thank you. All the way from Hot Atlanta. All the way from the same place you're from. <laughs> <laughs> it is hot. Yeah, it is. Okay, so, um, Donnie, thank you for being here. Um, so, for the, uh, for the people that don't know you yet, can you just give a quick uh, intro on who you are as a person, your bio, and, and your business? Yes, so I am Donnie Wiggins. I am the co-host of the Social Proof Podcast. I am also a business strategist. So I work with entrepreneurs to help you grow your business to six figures and then to scale beyond seven figures. I work with some of the most notable brands that are on the internet right now, helping them to get their operations, their systems, their teams, their policies, and all those things uh, in place. And then we also have some amazing programs for people who are just kind of starting out and you want to monetize the information that you know, grow as a consultant or a coach or a course creator. Amazing. I love it. Amazing. I love it. Yeah. So, so there was a point in your employment history, in your career, where you worked a W-2 job, right? And you're employed. I remember your story specifically about being like an assistant property manager for a while. And then you transitioned into entrepreneurship and into business ownership. And of course, this is the Melanin Money Show. And so in your opinion, in your words, how important is it for us melanated people to be entrepreneurs, to be business owners? So I think it's crucial to be um, an owner of something. If I'm being totally honest, I don't believe everybody is fit to be an entrepreneur. Uh, it's a whole lot harder than what we're seeing on Instagram right now. Like it looks picturesque and most of the days, most of the hours in the day are not. I think ownership is more important than entrepreneurship. Uh, however, because my lane is in empowering entrepreneurs, I am 1,000% for it. If there's an entrepreneur inside of you, we're gonna find it. Let's Thanks. say that. Thanks, love That's it. beautiful, actually. And so, so now that you're a business coach, consultant, you, you help, basically you're the coach's coach, if you will, Yeah. Right? What are some of the common threads that you see for people who are really able to take it to the next level and scale beyond seven figures and people who just kind of get stuck and can't get beyond that? What are, what are those common threads that you see both in very successful businesses and those that don't make it? In uh, those that don't make it, first I see a lot of stop and start. Like you start something, you're going for a minute, you get your first sale, you're super excited, and then it's like a week, two weeks go by, you don't get another, another sale and you stop. I see um, in people who are not successful, like a whole lot of complaining. What I don't have access to, who's not supporting me, what mom, sister, auntie, cousin, best friend isn't doing in the business um, uh, to support me. I see a lot of that. 
For the brands that I work with that are at seven and a few at eight figures, I see dog mentality, beast mentality, men and women alike, feminine energy, masculine energy, all of that. When it comes to building a business and really taking advantage of building a legacy, something that will outlive you, I see people who are blood, sweat, and tears in it right now. Like they understand the concept of doing whatever it takes. A lot of people who come to me that don't have success yet, y'all got a whole lot of like standards. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more about that. What yeah. are the standards? Y'all yeah. got some standards. Y'all too cute to get rich. Ah, y'all are too cute to get rich. I work it. nine to five. I be tired because the baby. George, you just had a baby, right? You still, you still getting rich. Still getting rich. Mad, you okay with him getting rich? I think you're in here somewhere. Yes, you okay with him getting rich? Y'all got, got all these things that, I won't say y'all, because I'm not accusing anybody in here of having too many standards to get rich. Y'all, too? No. Okay, okay. all right. Okay. So, Make sure you're in the right now, room. <laughs> I'm in the right room. What they do, uh, uh, they, you, you have too many boundaries that keep you from your money. Like, you're, you're hiding from the money. You won't work late hours. You won't lose a couple of hours of sleep. You're still watching TV. And I'm a TV watcher. Yeah. I'm also a seven-figure earner. Mm, that part. Right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. on my way here, I drove here from Atlanta. It's typically a three, three-and-a-half-hour drive. It was raining, so it took me about four hours today. I had no music playing, none. My mom kept calling like every hour to check on me, and she's like, you don't have any music playing every time I call. My, I'm like in my thoughts. Mm -hmm. We are four weeks away from 2023. I'm getting it all together. Mm -hmm. I am going over my goals in my head. I am committing to the things that, are, that I desire, and that's really, really important. Another thing, George, that I see in people who are uber successful is that we're investing in ourselves. Mm. So we're talking about equity. I think the first place that you need to build equity is within yourself, right? What, what kind of ratio, what kind of net worth do you have to yourself? How much is your information? How much is your IP, your intellectual property worth? Mm. And most people don't know the answer to that question. In 2021 alone, I invested a little more than $150,000 in personal development and coaching. Anybody in here invested over $150,000 in personal development and coaching? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. That's, that's one thing that stands out. Uh, this year alone, me and a few partners invested more than $200,000 in personal development and coaching. And without question, I didn't have to ask anybody. I didn't have to consult with anybody. I just did it because I know that that's what it takes. Right. So we're talking about equity. Get equity in yourself. Invest in the coach, in the course, in the class, in the mentorship, in the mastermind, whatever, you, whatever it is, that missing piece to get you from your, to your next level. We don't think about things like buying the hair product. Right. That new shampoo comes out for our curly girls, for our natural hair. That new beard oil comes out. You, you're gonna get that without hesitation. We know 90% of it doesn't do anything different than what we already have at home. Mm, that part. It uh, smells a little different. Uh, it might smell uh, a little different uh, yeah. for 15 minutes, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. For 15 minutes. But then when it comes to actually doing the things that give us an advantage in our marketplace, it's like, well, let me think about it. Let me ask my husband. Do you be asking your husband every day when you stop at Starbucks? Mm -mm. Seven days a week? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> next question. Um, <laughs> so, wait, uh, one of the things I love to ask is that uh, I tell people, in, in order to become, in order to have an above average income, you have to first become an above average person. Yeah. Right? So I think investing in yourself is huge. Now, one yeah. thing I love about you is that 
you invest in yourself and you have the receipts to, that you do so. So you're on the Social Proof Podcast, mm -hmm. right? So what is, so, give a round of applause. Yeah. Social so just so the audience has some social proof, who are some of the high level people that you've coached in the past, if you're okay with disclosing that? And, and, and how, how did you help them get to the next level? Uh, who are some of the high level people that I have coached? Anybody know Wall Street Trapper? Hey. Right. Trap is one of my uh, former clients and we still do some projects together occasionally, but uh, we got his operations together, really helping him to refine his offers. First of all, Trap is a unicorn. Mm -hmm. He already had it right, right? Yeah. He already understood. He just needed someone who he could bounce ideas off of, someone who was going to hold him accountable. Um, and the biggest thing that Trap and I did, he had an event where he launched his, his brand new mentorship program, mm -hmm. and I helped him make about $500,000 from stage in, a, in maybe three hours or so if it took that long. Hold on, wait, wait. Um, you're not going to skip past that. Like past that. Wait, 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 wait. That's over 100000 in three hours. It's one hundred and fifty thousand plus dollars an hour. So yeah, I, give I, or take. Give or take. I love when we hear that, but I think a lot of our audience is like, okay, how do you do that? And I think it sounds good to say, okay, it happened in three hours, which it did. But what about all the work that was behind it, right? Like the hours of sweat equity, the planning. Like, can you tell us a little bit more? Yeah, um, not even with him specifically, but with my clients, we have. Um, we have a journey. I work typically with people who are in the information space, the service space, so that means that um, you're teaching somebody how to achieve a result. You're helping somebody get a transformation. And one of the things that most entrepreneurs miss out on is clearly defining a customer journey. You have a product, you have an offer maybe right now. Who's an entrepreneur in the room right now? Yes? Keep your hands raised if you have a thing available for sale, a product or a service, okay? Keep your hand raised if you have a customer journey. You know what I'm even talking about. See how, how many of those hands went down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Understanding your customer journey is so important. People make the mistake, Carter, of saying, hey, I have um, a website, it's gonna take you to a product page, it's gonna take you to a checkout, and then that's it, the end. And if they buy, great, I make money. If they don't buy, they weren't the right customer for me. But what about all those people who might be the right customer for you in a year, three months, five years? Creating a customer journey allows you to first meet your customer where they are right now, right? Mm -hmm. So you have a lot of people like myself who work with high-level entrepreneurs. I could say, I don't work with beginners. That's not true. I have an opportunity for beginners to come into my ecosystem, and you may not qualify to work with me on a one-on-one -on -one level today, but going through the value ladder of here's where we start, then you take the next step, and the next step, and the next step, then you'll qualify to work on that level. So with people like uh, Anthony and Janilka Hartzog, I know they're also clients of yours, uh, Snowball University, shout out to him, the Wall Street Trappers, the mobile home, uh, universities, the vending machine elites, you asked me about clients, these are all the people that we're talking about. Um, Court in the Kitchen, gotta shout him out, chef who just did his first $60,000 month, first year in business. Um, yep. <laughs> so when we're talking about what do we do to make money, mm -hmm. it's not just, the offer is very important, 
but it's the messaging around the offer. It's the clarity that you're getting in how do I communicate what I do? Most of you are missing the right messaging. You know that you have this for sale. You know that you have a t-shirt for sale or you know that you have uh, an accounting course for sale or whatever that might be, but you don't know why people need to buy that from you. Write down 50 reasons why, you, why your customer needs your offer. 50 reasons why. Write down who your customer is. Somebody's gonna tell me that their customer is somebody, a woman who's 18 to 40 years old, who's black. <laughs> the riches in the niches. The, the riches are in the niches. I wanna know that she's 18 to 40 years old. I wanna know that she's black. I wanna know that she likes to watch all of Tyler Perry's movies. I wanna know what she does in her social hour. I wanna know if she's working. I wanna know if she's married. I wanna know if she's a mom. All these things will help you. Getting clarity in these things are what helps you to position yourself to stand out to make money. When I talk to my audience, I'm speaking directly to them. I am known for having a very um, direct tone. But I know that I am speaking to people who are sick and tired of being pacified. The people that I work with don't need another yes man or yes woman in their corner. The people that I work with are ready to get to the money. Talk to me how we need to talk to me. Just make sure it cashes at the end of the day. Talk heavy. Now, that's, that's a gem there. Um, I know we have some people in the audience who maybe they're just getting started. Maybe they, they've just scratched the surface in entrepreneurship, right? And is there anything that you can give people from a, on a tactical level that's just like, hey, if you literally don't know what to do and you're trying to crack that first six figures, mm -hmm. what would you give them as some insight to maybe get them over the hump? Focus on one thing. So let me first talk to people who, uh, anybody in here want to be an entrepreneur, you're not quite sure what you should be doing, or are we talking to people who already have a business idea? If you don't hold your hand up high, I don't know that you're in the room. Okay, so for individuals who want to start a business, but you, you really don't know, you're struggling, what is my idea? Let me tell you something, especially in the service-based industry, your customer is a version of who you are or were. Okay, mm. so first of all, it needs to be something that you have experienced firsthand. Now, I'm not talking about my t-shirtpreneurs and my, 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 my vendors who sell hair and things like that. I am talking specifically to the CEO who desires to help someone else get a transformation. You can't teach something that you've never done before, right? So I want you to think about where have I gone? What have I mastered? What have I overcome? What circumstances have I overcome? And can I help somebody else reach that particular outcome like I've already reached as well? If you want to go into any industry and it's not service-based or product-based, whatever that might be, I want you to think about, here's a couple of things that I tell people to do um, that are very beginners. What do you do right now for work? What do you do right now for work? One of my first businesses, legitimately, that made six figures was in property management. I was a property manager and I managed communities all over Atlanta, Georgia. I managed this high-end property and I did not like the people who I worked with. I was fed up, but I wasn't motivated enough to quit until one day they tried me. <laughs> Anybody ever got tried? <laughs> and it got to the point where I um, I would drive to work every single day. Anybody familiar with 8 Ball and MJG? 
<laughs> there was this song, Jacqueline, and the lyric went something like, don't make me kill no mother body in, in here. here. <laughs> I pulled up to my office every single day. Y'all got one more time. One more time. I bring all the money into this establishment. You got one more time. And so I walked into my office one day, long story short, they exercised their option to utilize that one last time. <laughs> and they found out. And they found out. That's around they found out. They, they okay. you know, yeah, they found out, right? Yeah. And so I left and I immediately contacted, I worked in that, at that time, we were doing housing for the film industry and athletes in Atlanta. And I called all the contacts. They weren't leasing that property because they loved the property so much. They would come and they were happy to lease anywhere. And I called them and I said, hey, I've separated from the company, but I can still secure your property in, for your clients in this building or any building. And then I started to book a portfolio of people who were doing the same exact thing that I spent 13 years struggling to do for somebody else. So start with what you're doing right now. Are you an executive assistant? Can you find an entrepreneur, start your own business and say, hey, I do outsource, I have, I have an outsourced agency where I can come in and be your interim executive assistant? Or can you teach some other executive assistants how to be amazing executive assistants? What do you do right now for work? Maybe that doesn't work, you hate your job, you don't like what you do. Text five people in your phone and simply say, hey, if I told you I was starting a business right now and you had to guess what it would be, what do you think that business would be? Mm, that's a good one. That's a really good one because sometimes people see in you what you're blinded by for yourself. Mm. I ran from my calling forever. Like I understand, I've been told, communication, communication, communication. You're gonna be speaking, you're gonna be doing this. You need to be using your voice. And I'm like, yeah, but I wanna sell clothes. <laughs> I wanna do property management. I wanna do what's sexy. Because this stuff didn't look sexy at first. Text those five people. I guarantee you there's going to be some consistency that you get in the answers. Three of those people are going to say something that are very, very similar. Start right there. Start right there. And then the third thing that I'm going to give you is to start. Don't take this advice. Don't listen to what they're saying because you're going to listen and you're going to say, yeah, well, I'm not passionate about it. I wasn't passionate about the first thing that I needed to do either. I had to position myself in entrepreneurship to do something to generate enough money that allowed me the freedom mm. to pursue what I was passionate about. So start with something. Somebody tells you, you should, girl, you bake the cupcakes every single year for Thanksgiving. You should start a cupcake company. Start it. Start making some money. Learn how to work business. Learn what you like, what you don't like. Pick what your lane is from there, and then you continue to grow all the time. Remember, you don't have to take people from A to Z all in your first shot. I made six figures simply taking people from A to B. Can I share that real quick? Okay. So I'm a, I'm a business coach, right? Today, I work with entrepreneurs who are going for six, seven, six and seven figures usually. I have a client who does eight figures, okay? In the beginning, when I started as a business coach, <laughs> it used to cost $47 a month to work with me. What's up, guys? Have you ever been just like chilling on the couch and trying to find something to watch on Netflix and you're browsing, you're scrolling, and you just can't seem to find anything that you either one, haven't already watched or just doesn't seem that interesting? Well, I have the solution for you because if you're listening to 
the Melanin Money Show, then I know that you care about taking your financial life to the next level. And that's exactly why we created Financial Flicks. So instead of Netflix and chill, you can Financial Flicks and chill and you can find on-demand videos across personal finance, wealth building, and entrepreneurship. And right now, you can test drive Financial Flicks for just a dollar by clicking the link in the show notes. Go to melaninmoney.com forward slash Financial Flicks and check out all of the on-demand videos we have, plus all the other features that you'll get access to by joining today. Per month. Somebody say not today. Nah, nah. I was at 49. <laughs> I, I still have the... I still have the uh, the graphic design thing. I thought I was doing something. It was like, I have Making packages. money. Yeah, 49 was the first here. And 150 was really like, you first was First of all, was premium. <laughs> you got 150 coming from a client, you get money. Yeah, and then right. they're, whoever's paying you that's 150, they got money. They got money, right? So yeah. I started, my very first coaching program was $47 a month. And it was a group thing. Um, by the time I started charging for one-on-one coaching, it was 197 a month. But I was still broke helping people to do this. So do you think at 47 and $197, I was teaching people how to make six figures? Do you think I was saying, let me coach you to make six figures? No, because I was broke as hell, right? So I couldn't tell anybody how to make six figures. But I was genius. I was that person amongst all my friends and family that said, oh, this would be a great business idea for you. I was so good at helping people create business ideas that I started charging for it. One day this guy, first client, guy DM'd me and he said, um, hey, you're always talking about these business ideas. How much would you charge me to help me come up with a business idea? Charge me? <laughs> what? $47, is he gonna go for it? I'm, hey, you waiting at, you waiting at, the, 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 I'm waiting on the, that DM. The, the, the bubble's loading. I'm seeing, you know, I'm waiting on the DM, I'm checking, it took him a couple of hours, he goes for it. I built a business helping people simply Go from no idea to an idea. Now, I don't know anything beyond that, so you gotta find somebody else, good luck. Well, what was happening was, people were taking those ideas and they were actually starting. I would check back with them like, did you start that business yet? Did you at least get your website? I knew enough to tell them that. Couple of people ended up going and making six figures. I'm noticing more and more and more people are signing up for this $47 offer. I got some decisions to make. I put them all in a group, I stopped doing one-on-one, and then I introduced them, but if you want one-on-one, it's 197. Yeah, you're doing something. I'm killing it, <laughs> killing it. So we go down that pathway. Guys, I went from no idea, helping people have no idea, to an idea, the end. I didn't talk to them about marketing, I didn't talk about monetization, I didn't help them decide what their offers were gonna be, just an idea. You should be a cook, you should be a housekeeper, you should start a cleaning service. You should do this. That's it, A to B. As my business grew, when I started to learn, oh, if I post, this is back in the day, if I post on Facebook and tell a little story with it, I'm gonna make some money. So guess what I added to my services? How to post on Facebook and make some money. <laughs> I tested the water like I was the proof. I went out there and, and dipped my foot, my toe in the water first, proved that it worked, and every single time I would do something five times or more that worked, I added it to my list of now I can teach you how wow. to do it. And, and how beautiful is that, y'all? One of the best things about being an entrepreneur is that when you learn something, you can go back and teach it, and yeah. you can charge people for it. Yeah. Right? So um, one, one of the greatest lessons I ever learned was that you only have to be one chapter ahead of the people that you're teaching. That's it. 
right? That's you, it. you don't have to be a book ahead, you have to be one chapter ahead. So, so within that, you're getting people from no business to starting a business. For people in the audience, how many people try to make their first six figures, right? So what are some, some habits or some strategies taking people from, I have this business idea, I know what I want to do, mm -hmm. how do I get this thing to that, you know, that, that glorified $100,000? Yeah, so I'm going to be totally honest with you guys. The first $100,000 for me was much harder to make than my first million. Um, and I say that now in hindsight. Mm -hmm. That's a and, fact. Yeah, same I say same that same now same in same hindsight. Same. At $100,000, I was trying everything. Like, I'm adding offers, taking offers away, and I just like to give it to you based on what I actually did. Carter, you said something, you can go and you can learn something, and then you can go and charge people and teach them how to do it. I'm gonna add a step in there. You go, you learn something, you do it, you prove that you know how to do it, and then you teach people. So for me, really, to get to six figures, um, it happened as soon as I focused in on one thing. I was the queen of multiple streams. That was really my thing. I had the flyer, the website, the banner, queen of multiple streams. So and I found myself, catchy. hmm? It's catchy. It's catchy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was proud of it, yeah. proud of it. Because I'd always heard in studying and reading that the average millionaire had seven to 10 streams of income. So here I was, I have a job, I'm doing network marketing, I got coaching on the side, I got a clothing store, I got all these things going on. And I'm pulling and working all day trying to get this money. And I realized that it didn't mean seven to 10 streams of completely unrelated income. <laughs> that nugget came later, yeah, right? Yeah. And so when I figured out how to make money in multiple ways in my business from the same business, that's when I started to have consistency in earning. So when you're going and you're looking at your first uh, six figures, the first thing that I'm going to ask you to do is get really, really clear on who you're serving. Do you know that you know that you know that you know who you're serving? Because all of your messaging has to talk to them. And then we're going to move to messaging. Your messaging has to talk to your ideal client or customer in a way that calls them out. And you can't be scared to call them out. Are you sick and tired of wearing those busted jeans that never fit you well? Are you tired of walking into department stores and your jeans are just two inches short? I specialize in jeans for people who are 5'10 and taller. Be, be very confident in that. You tired of being broke? You still going to the same job where you hate your boss? When the messaging is very clear and I can see myself in your message, you're gonna have more and more and more customers wanting to do business with you. And then focusing. Really, I know that you can cut hair and coach people at the same time, but we got to pick a lane. We have to establish some success. <laughs> we got to establish some success. Let me, let me assure you of this. Who in here likes multiple streams? Like, you're good at, you're multi-talented. You're like, but I can do so much. Just, don't be scared, because I said, <laughs> I can do so much. And today, I am doing more things than I was three years ago. But you got to master one first. Can I get you to agree or to confirm or, or to uh, what I want to say? I want, I want you to agree with me. Affirm. No, I want you to, uh, can I get you to agree that after today, you're going to pick the one thing that you're either the best at right now, the one thing that you do the easiest, or the one thing that's making you the most money right now, and you're going to work with that for the next 12 months, nothing else. Can I get you to agree to that? 
Ooh, it's a commitment. It's a commitment. Commit, commit to that. Yes. Commit to that. Can I get you to commit to that? Because we're talking six figures, yes. but here's the, here's, the, here's the one thing, Carter. People are always saying, how do I make six figures? I tell you that, you're like, oh, I don't know about that. Mm. Yeah, people, people always want to uh, second guess the process, right? Everybody, everybody wants to promise, but nobody wants to go through the process. Mm -hmm. Everybody right? wants and, that. And the process is the process, right? And, and obviously, we're talking about equity today. Um, one thing that's not talked about with entrepreneurs is that sometimes they'll burn their, themselves out trying to chase the bag, get to the money, and then when they look at their personal finances, they're in shambles, yeah. right? They have forgotten about themselves and building wealth. So what's some things that you personally experienced in your journey as it relates to that? And where are you now in some of the things that you think about when it comes to making sure that you're prioritizing your personal wealth on the journey of building your business? Okay, real quick, I need you guys to repeat after me. I love being interactive, right? Say, my business is money. My business is money. Is not my money. Is not my money. I don't think they really understood yeah, it. I think it. it flew over some heads. One more time. So yeah, yeah. One more time. Yeah, yeah. My business is money. My business is money. Is not my money. Is not my money. When I made six figures, I thought we were rich. <laughs> when I made seven figures, I thought we were richer, yeah, right? Yeah. And then you start to pay attention to the fact that at six figures, mm -hmm. I'm not paying myself any money. I'm taking that one account, and I was commingling funds like a mm, mug. Don't, don't, had, don't, don't give me a headache on the stage. Listen, <laughs> listen. I'm telling you what I did and what I had to correct so you don't do it. It took my bookkeeper a year to go through my books, right? Like, for real, because there was a whole lot of business funds being commingled with personal funds, and then she's asking me to explain all of this stuff. I don't have the answers, I don't know. I'm avoiding this stuff. I don't wanna, I don't wanna deal with this, right? So we're like a year into it and we're still trying to figure that out. Now, when it comes to your personal finances, um, I typically, George, me personally, I pay myself 15% of what my company brings in, mm -hmm. right? And I live off of that. This is very, very important. We're talking about personal finance because a lot of times you're making that 50,000 or 60,000 or 100,000 or 1 million and you think that you have that available to spend. You forget all of these little costs, your website, your systems, your CRM, your team if you have team, your taxes. Hey. You forget all of these things. <laughs> that part. And you start mm. leveraging that money and saying, oh, I can get a G-Wagon. Oops. No, your, your business might be able to get a G-Wagon, yeah. yeah, right? But you as a person might not be able to get that yet. And truthfully speaking, your business probably shouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't. be getting right. it either, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So really putting yourself on a budget. It's very important, that's one thing, George, I'm glad you asked this question. If I could do anything differently in my journey, I would have paid better attention to my money. And it wasn't that I had other people managing my money, nobody was managing my money, myself included, right? Again, everything was going into that one checking account, I was putting what I wanted to in savings account. Like what I look like making a whole eighty-three thirty-three a month putting two hundred dollars in a checking account, in a savings account. <laughs> but I'm being real, that's what I was doing, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, because yeah. I had other priorities for my money. So off the rip, every single month on the first and the fifteenth, fifteen percent of what I brought in before expenses are paid go to me. You have to pay yourself. 
And then your lifestyle, where you live, what you drive, where you hang out, what you eat, all of those things come out of your personal money, not your business money. And I cannot stress, I cannot stress enough seriously how important that is. I know you see it all over the internet. I know you're like thinking, because I did this before. I, I'm talking to you because I know that, I know that y'all have been where I've been. So I'm not embarrassed to tell you this story, right? I know what it feels like to have earned $500,000 in the year, and then you get the tax bill, and you got more tax bill due than you have money in your account. I know what that feels like, and it's a sick feeling. And what happens is it puts you in a situation where now you got to work for money. Now you got to work for money. It's not about impact. It's not about delivering a great product. It's like money, 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 because I owe the IRS. And if I don't pay them this money right now, things are about to go real left. We're going to go back to a job just to be paying off a tax bill. So I need you to also, that's commitment number two. Commitment number one was focused on one key area. Commitment number two is manage your money with a bookkeeper, without a bookkeeper, whatever it is, manage your money. Make sure that you're putting about 40%. Uh, 30% if they follow me, I'll teach them how to save more. Yeah, yeah, 30% yeah. aside <laughs> for taxes. And don't play with yourself, don't play because it looks tempting in your account. Get a separate account for your taxes. Please. Put it in there so when you get your tax bill, and like me, your tax bill is less than what you had in that tax account, it's like, take your little money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> easy, easy. What's going on, guys? George Pong here, and I am the founder of Melanin Money, the number one brand for wealth builders of color. You know, I look at wealth building like a sport. In every sport, you gotta have a uniform. And so what is the official uniform for wealth builders of color? That's where Melanin Money comes in. So if you go to melaninmoney.com and use code MELANIN15, you'll get 15% off your order of the entire store. And I think you're gonna absolutely love our latest editions, right? It's literally a um, productized emotion of what it feels like to build black wealth, right? But you get to wear it, um, you get to share the world, like your hard work that you're doing on this journey of building wealth. And we can't wait for you to join Team Black Wealth by shopping melaninmoney.com. Thank you for the transparency. I think a lot, it just, it just goes over a lot of people's heads. Yeah. And they just get an entrepreneurship, they see everybody flossing and making six and seven figures, buying the G-Wagons, and no one's talking about the behind the scenes of like, yo, I really gotta get my financial shit yeah. right? So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, yeah. So one of the things I want to talk to you about, um, because you were a very prominent person in your space, a person I respect a lot, and you mentioned how direct you can be, right? Um, so one thing I see with a lot of women, they feel like they have to come to entrepreneurship with this masculine energy mm -hmm. in order to be successful. Mm -hmm. So what are your thoughts on that? Do you have to have masculine energy to be a successful female entrepreneur, or can you just? So um, I'm going to say this, assertive, direct, focused and clear does not equate to masculine energy. All right, ladies, and there's this, there are these memes. We're living in a very meme-driven culture right now, and it gets on my last freaking nerve, right? Soft life. Oh, I'm gonna build a business that allows me to live a soft life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can you? Sure, but it depends on where you are in that journey. Um, to answer your question directly, no, you don't have to have masculine energy to be successful in business as a woman. You don't, right? 
But let me tell you why I assert a little bit of masculine energy as a woman in business. I grew up um, in entrepreneurship as an adult. I grew up in this chasing my dream journey in the music industry. And I wanted to be the next, uh, my girl group wanted to be the next Destiny's Child, the next TLC, and we're working with all these uh, males in this industry. It's a very male-driven industry, right? So you were singing and rapping, or that was? Both, singing and rapping, you know, right? Gonna, I was about to say, we're gonna need to put that on display at some point. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got 16, but if you want this to rank the, on YouTube, we're we gonna keep it. <laughs> it's about the impact, not the rank. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. right, right. So, in that particular industry, um, if you are too feminine, all people want to do is sleep with you. So you have to be really, really clear and direct that I'm not to be played with, and I mean that. It's that masculine energy. But absolutely I'm available at noon for a lunch meeting. Are we talking business? This is feminine energy. But play with me if you want to and we get a different side, okay? So I'm being very clear there. I do not, I don't even pay attention to masculine and feminine energy kind of in business. What I do know though is that I'm in a very male-dominated space. There aren't as many women killing it. Shout out to Ellie who's in the room. There's not as many women, yep. <laughs> Ellie will tell you that there are not as many women as there are men doing what we do. So it's very, very easy to borrow some of you guys' masculine energy. Also because of that, my business partner is a man. Most of the people I do business with are men, so I'm very, very clear. There is no gray area with me. We do business, period. And if you receive that as masculine energy, I don't care. Are we ACHing, wiring, or sending it via Stripe? Okay, period. I don't have a problem. What you think about my energy, is none of my business. I do believe that uh, masculine energy is just a requirement in certain things, like when you're negotiating contracts. Negotiations are typically founded upon masculine energy, but when you're serving your customers, that's typically gonna be more feminine energy, right? And that's male or female. Masculine energy doesn't mean man, right? There are characteristics that fall into the category of masculine energy as it's as it does for feminine energy. And I think it's important, man or woman, that you have a good balance of both. Pass. I agree with you. I think it takes a balance of both masculine and feminine. So I want to touch on something that you talked about earlier, which is you specialize in the information era, mm -hmm. right? So I found it interesting how people can make money with information online. Yeah. Right. So what are some of the most interesting ways that you've seen people sell information online to make money? Because I think you pointed out to the room and said, hey, who here has an idea, something that they want to do, something yeah. that they're good at? So in that space, what are some ways that you see people making money on information to kind of give them some ideas? I have a young lady, she is my student uh, today, but in all fairness, she had uh, this business beforehand. And when she came into my community, I'm like, you really making money doing this? <laughs> this woman teaches people how to double dutch. She's a double dutch coach. She teaches grown women how to double dutch. She's like maybe 40, 50, like in the airport. 30s, 40s, and she double dutches. And when I saw her come in, I, 
So whenever you enroll in my course, before you get to that point, there's a questionnaire. You answer some questions. And I always go back and look when my sales team enrolls new students in my program, I go, I go and look at you know, the questionnaire. There's only you know, a couple of people who come in each day. And I see that she's a double dutch coach. So I call my, my sales team and I'm like, yo, what are we thinking here? What are we doing? <laughs> why, do we, believe, why do we like, why is the math ain't math? I don't think this is the ideal customer, right? <laughs> right. And so I remember seeing her in the Q&A and she was talking about, you know, what she had been able to do and she's making a consistent full-time income, but she's trying to get to her six figures. Mm -hmm. And when I found her page on social media, like, She's connecting with people in New York and Chicago and LA, other instructors. This is what they do. I'm like, get out of here. Y'all are teaching people how to double dutch and you're making now six figures doing this. The wildest thing that I had seen. Um, I also just saw this is not my student, but I thought it was wild. Um, there's a young lady who made seven figures on OnlyFans being a foot model, a foot fetish model. Wow. And she has now a course teaching you how to properly take pictures of your feet so that you can make six figures on OnlyFans. So, so the big takeaway here is there's no excuse. There's no excuse there's to no not excuse. make money. There's no excuse to not make money in this day and age. There is no excuse. I mean, think about it. My feet like, look pretty good. I can hold you. you know? right, 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 right. Um, think about it. Like, especially ladies, we've been watching when YouTube became like a serious place to get information. We've been watching women like just do their hair yeah. behind the camera in a good, decent light and then start to make money off of sponsorships and brand deals and courses and all these things. Like people, I want you to really pay attention to this. We're making it too hard. People are literally living their lives and monetizing it. I love to talk in elementary school, middle school, on my report card, I get straight A's, A's and B's but there was a consistent remark on my, on my report. She talks too much. <laughs> what I used to get in trouble for as a child, I make millions for today. <laughs> I could not figure out how to stop talking so much, but I figured out how to monetize my voice. What is it that you're doing, you're passionate about, you like it, you enjoy it, it brings you joy. I don't believe that you necessarily have to find a business that's uh, purposeful right away. Mm -hmm. I believe that the pursuit of purpose is a journey and you find it by trying different things, right? But I do believe that whatever you start in business should be something that you at least enjoy because nobody wants to, even for yourself, do something that you don't like doing. Do you sit at home all day and put plastic airplane models together? Can you put a group together of other people? Like, let me put you on, like, seriously, do you enjoy playing the PlayStation every single day? This is what you do? Can you put together a group for $25 a month and build it up for other people who just like to play PlayStation? And all y'all do in this group, Facebook or Mighty Network, whatever it is, all y'all do is review new games to each other monthly. Then you, get, then you get the brand deal from the game company then that wants that. Then you get the that. brand deal from the game company. See, here's the thing. People think business has to be gigantic. Everybody is scared of the small start. But do you know five people who enjoy playing PlayStation? Do you know five people that enjoy doing their natural hair? Do you know five people who like to mastermind about business? Can you put them in a group for $25 a month and start off with five people? 
and then let that word spread, and then next month you have 10. And by the end of the year, you got 125 people paying you $25 a month. Do the math on that, you've quit your job now. Mm, that's a fact, mm. that's a fact. Now you're making six figures, but we're overlooking the things that are obvious. We are overlooking the things that are obvious. What are you consistently running away from that you're good at, that you can do in your sleep? What is that skill set? What is it? Do you bake bread for Pillsbury now and you can go and teach somebody else how to now start baking their own bread? But we're not gonna bake it the Pillsbury way because that might be a conflict of interest and it'll get me sued. But what we are gonna do is drop a couple of little drops of turmeric and cinnamon. Now we got a whole other recipe. I can teach you that. Yeah, easy. That's a fact, that's mm -hmm. a fact. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to have a personal financial advisor that you could ask questions to to help you navigate, you know, spending decisions, help you, you know, figure out investments that make sense for you to help you achieve financial success. Well, you no longer have to wonder that because we created that inside the Melanin Millionaires Club with our flagship feature, Pocket Advisor. With Pocket Advisor, it's just like it sounds. You have an advisor right in your pocket where you can ask a real expert, real questions in real time to help you navigate your journey towards financial success. So if you want to learn more about that, click the link in the show notes, go to melaninmoney.com forward slash pocket advisor to learn how you can get an advisor in your pocket for less than $2 a day. So, so I have a quick question follow up for that. So when you were talking about the natural hair on YouTube or whatever, that's where I learned to do my hair. Yeah. So when I watched that first video in 2014, I was like, oh, okay, so I see this girl, she's making these videos, okay, this is cool. Um, I see that this video is like a year old, so she's been doing this for a year. Mm -hmm. Well, it's too late for me to start. Mm. So what's your word, your message for people who think that it's too late for them to start something? Yeah, um, there's, there is a meme that I find really valuable of all these celebrities like Oprah and Tyler Perry and uh, Samuel L. Jackson, all these people who didn't make millions until they were in their 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s, like Samuel L. Jackson. Not even millions, because if I'm being honest, everybody can, everybody won't, because there's a different work ethic. The only thing that changes from six to seven figures is your work ethic and the amount of, the amount of systemization you have in your business you can start anything at any age. I want you to get out of that. There is a business that's relative to you at any age. I did not make my first seven figures until I was 42 years old, okay? I'm 43 years old. I made my first seven figures last year. I've been making clever that. I've been doing, you know, $500. 500,000, 600,000, year after year after year. I could not figure Back out how to crack to seven figures, but it was me keeping, keeping me away from that extra zero, mm. right? And then I even got to the point, like you'll look at things, we're talking about equity, we're talking about money. Like you'll look at things and I hear people say things like, oh, it's too late for me to get a life insurance policy. It's not too late until you're dead. It's not too late to start a business, to get a policy, to start seeking equity. The only time it's too late is when they are lowering you into somebody's casket or throwing you into the fire. That is it. That is when it's too late. Mm. How you old were like you that? in 2014? Chill <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> uh, out. Uh, I was like 20 years old. Can you imagine? Mm. 20, 
20 years old, we'll go with that, right? <laughs> no, I believe it. I believe, I believe it. But she literally just said, I learned how to do my hair from a YouTube video in 2014. She went 20-something years of her life not knowing how to do her hair until she came across this one video. What you got? Mm -hmm. What can you teach somebody? There are so many people in this world. Stop trying to be relevant to all of them. How many people do you have on your Instagram right now? 500? 1,000? 1,500? Can you serve them anything? Is there anything unique about those people? Can you maybe serve 25 of them and then prove that theory and then go out and find 25 people who look just like them? It's never too late to do that. Don't you guys meet new people every single week, every single month? Are you not hello to somebody else, to somebody that you didn't know the week or the month before? That said, it's never too late. It's only too late when you stop trying. It really is. I've been pursuing entrepreneurship since I was 17 years old, right? Since I was 17 years old, I've been trying to be somebody's CEO. At 27, I could have said it's too late. At 37, I could have said it's too late. 20 years is a fair amount of time to try to be successful at something, would you agree? Mm -hmm. But it took 24 years for me to hit seven figures. What if I had stopped at 20? What if I had listened to my mom who said, but you're so smart, go back and get a chemical engineering degree. I went to North Carolina A&T. I went to North Carolina A&T on a scholarship my favorite subjects in high school were chemistry and, and calculus. What? Everybody told me. Why? <laughs> <laughs> chemistry and calculus, I think I've always enjoyed a challenge. They put some kind of formula together, came out, you should be a chemical engineer. All right, sounds good, let's get it. How much do they make? I've always been about the bread, all right? Okay, they're doing about 60, 75,000 coming out of college, I'm showing up for that. I go to college, I'm in there, and I'll never forget George. I'm stuck in North Carolina for one of these fall breaks that we have is snowing. I can't drive home. My mom is like, nope, you have to stay. My professor, my, my, my engineering professor, who was a career chemical engineer, invites us to his home for dinner. And at that time, we had MapQuest, one note, you know, yeah, GPS, yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> so I had to print the directions out. And as I'm driving through Greensboro, I'm in a real tricky neighborhood. And I'm looking at the paper, and I'm looking at the neighborhood, and I'm looking back at the paper, and I'm like, I should be pulling up, but I'm looking, this, this can't be it. Yeah. <laughs> so I literally went back to my dorm, reprinted the directions, and I'm comparing, like, this is, okay, well, maybe it looks better on the inside. So I go to my professor's home, all of my other student friends are there, and it's this apartment community I lived in a nicer apartment community. I went back to my apartment at that time. I lived in a nicer apartment community, and I go in, the furniture is real basic. And you know what we look for when people say they're getting money, right? Yeah. Furniture don't look like getting money furniture. <laughs> this fabric don't look like you spent a check, right? <laughs> and I'm looking at my professor. He has no family. We're there. He's telling all these stories. He's talking about why he left the engineering job that he had 
so that he could go to another engineering job that would allow him to also be a professor at the school so he could make six figures. And all I am hearing is somebody has told me lies. Mm -hmm. I had just met with my advisor maybe two weeks prior and you're assuring me as a black woman in engineering, you're gonna make all the money. Well, what's this white man in engineering doing? Mm -hmm. He ain't making enough money for me. I decided in that moment, I'm done. I came home, I had all my things packed. Said, Ma, I'm done. She's like, no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. She ended up sending me back to school. It was the most miserable six additional months. That another six months, super miserable. I had some personal things that happened in school that forced me to leave anyway. My mom pulled all these strings. I could have gone to school again in Georgia for free. I'm not interested. It was the heartbreak of her life. Why would you do this? Why would you throw your life away? Why would you walk past this blessing that God has blessed you with? What are you gonna do, work in the mall all your life? I had to listen to that every single day. I had to walk past her room every single day for her to roll her eyes at me like, when you go to work at the food court. Feeling this big. But I knew inside I felt this big. I knew it was gonna pop off for me. I was super committed. I was driven by the disappointment because I love my mom and I wanted to make her proud and that became my target. I'm just gonna do something that makes my mom proud. So I started getting these jobs and I started to make money and, and she's proud but she's still like, go get a job, go get a job. I had a breakthrough in 2017. I had built a really great career in MLM and network marketing and I was known for, I had a program at that time called the Right Now Entrepreneur is coming back next year, in fact. And I got a DM, I don't think it's called a DM then, but on Facebook, uh, the producer of Bishop T.D. Jake's Megafest event sent me a message and said, we want you to come and speak for Megafest. And I'm like, yeah, right. Scammers. Scammers. <laughs> boy, if you're a boy, you don't get out my DMs. Um, and so something told me to just kind of go with it. We are DMing back and forth. And I was like, all right. So he's like, hey, are you available? I'm like, yeah. Because I'm so sick of people in my DMs. Yeah. Another day I have to tell y'all a different story is how that happened. Yeah. But he's like, well, we really want to talk to you. I'm like, bet. Real nonchalant. Yeah. He's like, can I call you tomorrow? Mm-hmm. So I gave him my Google Voice number. I get the email that I got a phone call. I Googled the phone number, and it was to Potter's house. I was like, oh. Let me get my act together, right? <laughs> so I call the phone number. I call the phone number, and I ask for the gentleman's name. I said, hi, is there a such and such who works here? Oh yes, but he's in production meetings all morning. Oh, okay, well, um, <laughs> code change, real quick, yeah, code switch. Yeah, yeah. If you would just tell him that Donnie Wiggins gave him a call, I'm interested to hear more conversation from him about this event, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I bring my mom with me to this event. Mm -hmm. She's sitting backstage. I'm on stage, at that time I'm the only non-seven-figure income earner on the stage. I'm talking about, I'm on stage with Dr. Lonnie who invented the, the water gun. I'm on stage with the gentleman who invented the rubber wedding band that um, guys are wearing right now. And I get up there and I got the biggest standing ovation. Everybody's scared to go after me. 
I did so well that Bishop Jake sent a personal invite for me and my mom for his birthday party. It was in that moment that I did something big that my mom said, okay, you might be on to something. Mm. You, might, you might know a little bit yeah. about something. And it was the freedom that I got in her finally seeing. Mm. Now, here's the thing. I kept working anyway. I kept doing it anyway. I stayed consistent anyway. I got the big opportunity first before my mom really even understood what I did. And then it was then that she said, okay, because she loved her some Bishop T.D. Jakes. <laughs> <laughs> if Bishop T.D. Jakes think you're fit, then I think you're fit. And then here we are now just kind of going for it. You know, it said you should get a health checkup at least once a year. My question is, when's the last time you had a financial health checkup? My guess, it's probably been a while. And that's why we created the Wealth Health Score. Whether you're financially out of shape or financially elite, the Wealth Health Score is going to tell you exactly where you stand and what things you can do to get into the best financial health possible. So visit MyWealthHealthScore.com to get your score today. I cannot, I cannot emphasize enough, though, you guys, that women, uh, I started in the space of working with women because... In network marketing, you organically become a coach, right? You're building your organization. Has anybody got some multi-level marketing experience? Yeah, I know it's really big here in Charlotte too. Um, I would get on calls with these women who say, well, let me ask my husband. I never heard why a husband say, I gotta ask my wife. I would get on phone calls with women who say, but I have children and I have a husband and he's building his business and I'm gonna support him for like the next three years and then I'm gonna do this thing. And it would break my heart, like I get what it means to be a team and I definitely think by no means, my, in no means am I telling you don't support your spouse. I'm telling you don't forget you in the process. Mm. Right? So many, absolutely. Yeah. So many women lose their identity behind relationships and behind your children you forget that there is something inside of you. And then to my men, you're so focused on earning the dollar today so that you can provide today and be dateable today and be attractive and appealing today. Forget all of that. Stay focused on that thing that you know that you are meant to do because it's so much bigger than right now. The grind is ugly. I promise you it is. There are gonna be, I still wake up. Kyle, you in the room? Kyle King, is he here? Okay, Kyle King works for me in operations. He would tell you today, I'm the worst boss to work for. The worst. He probably tells you all the time. Yo, I don't know what Donnie be having me do, yeah, right? Yeah. I am the worst, best boss to work for. Kyle doesn't have to report to me for anything, for nothing whatsoever. I'm so unclear most days. I don't know what I need you to do. I'm building a business and my business is so automated. I wanna grow, but I'm doing this thing and I got this partnership over here and I'm doing this, that, and the other. I have more days that I'm confused than I am clear. I want you guys to know that this is the real behind entrepreneurship. You see photo shoots and you see the new clothes and the red bottoms and you're like, dang, she got on a new pair of red bottoms in every photo shoot. Her red bottoms ain't ever scratched. <laughs> I wear these, okay? I use my handbags. I am unclear. I do lose focus. I do need accountability. I have a coach. 
These are all things that I do to be successful. So if you are wondering why you hadn't hit that level of success, and you are a person who's currently keeping up with social media, you're trying to buy the designer because you saw your favorite social media influencer have the designer, you think that you know everything so you don't have a coach, you want to spend money on BS so you just haven't made the time or the availability in your funds for a coach, you're not being held accountable, I promise you. If it's hard for me as an established business, I've been in business over 12 years, if it's still hard for me and I have a team of people around me to help and support me, and you're trying to do it your way, you're trying to do it on your own, you're doing it with no accountability, you think you're holding yourself accountable, but how often do you let yourself down? Mm. We let ourselves mm. down in private all the time. All the yeah. time. I heard this quote one time that completely shifted my mindset, and now we'll wrap it up so that we can um, keep it on schedule, because I know I'm behind schedule a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you're the only person who's heard 100% of every lie you've ever told. Mm. That's a big right? one. When you snoozed at six, when you said you was gonna get up at six, yeah. when you said you was gonna work out that evening, when you said you was gonna eat, start eating healthy, those are lies that nobody else knows. Yeah, but you. yeah. Right? Which is why it's so important to be accountable. And also to that point, you wanna go for your first six figures next year? Tell everybody. Mm. That's Tell everybody. Yeah. David, my business partner, David Shands, and I, on a podcast episode, in February 2021, we said, we're going to make seven figures this year. David looked at me and he said, how? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I heard the episode. Actually. I have yeah. no clue. Yeah. We called a friend who makes multiple seven figures and we said, hey, if we want to make seven figures, what do we need to do? He said, you need to declare it out loud and you need to go for 10. Or, or 10 million. You want to make 1 million, go for 10 million. We thought it was the worst advice ever. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that was AD, right? AD Dolphin, shout out AD Dolphin. Yeah. I want the steps. Like, tell me when you wake up, what you're eating, what you're doing, what are you typing, what do the emails look like, like, what do your automations look like? That's what I wanted. It didn't click until I'm going through the process. Make it public and announce it to everybody. I would have been embarrassed mm. coming back at the end of the year saying, I didn't get it. Now, I would have had to be accountable. We're accountable. People are going through the journey with us. Hey, did you do, did you do your 83-33 for yeah. the month? Yeah. Yes or no? David and I are holding each other accountable. Once I tell you that I want to lose mm. the weight, make the money, do something different with my life, and you're actually holding me accountable. See, the good thing is I had a business partner. We had to achieve this success. Our podcast is called Social Proof. We have to be the social proof. Mm -hmm. We have to do it. So yeah. we have everybody holding us accountable. The better plan, though, is to pay somebody yes. to hold you accountable, yes. which is why I love what we do so much. Because if you're trying to be, do this with your friend, girl, we're going to make six figures. How long y'all been having that same conversation? Mm -hmm. Y'all comfortable falling off to each other because that's what y'all been doing the history of your whole relationship. I want you to leave your girl right where she is and say, hey, look, I hired this coach. I suggest you hire her too. I went to this mastermind. I suggest you come to the next one with me because with you or without you, I'm getting six figures. Declare it to somebody and make it so. What, what better way? What better right, way to end exactly. show like that? So right. we, love, we love all of all of the transparency that you give. I think it's really powerful. So there's one last statement that we like to ask everybody that comes on our show. And so we want to ask you, how does it feel to be a melanated millionaire? Man, um, 
it still doesn't feel real. Uh, what I thought would happen when I made my first seven figures it didn't, didn't nothing, nothing right? I'm like, I thought I would feel so rich. I thought I would feel so fulfilled. And guys, I gotta be honest, I don't. There's still so much more to do. I thought, I wanted seven figures so bad that I thought that was the ceiling. It was getting to seven figures and realizing the freedom that it allowed me to have that said, I gotta, I gotta make 10 million. Yeah. I, gotta, I won't be good until 25 million. Because the things that this seven figures has allowed me to do for my family, for my community, for the people that I impact, it would be so irresponsible and selfish of me to not continue to go for more. So I am truly grateful that I am a melanated millionaire. I am truly, truly thankful. I, I'm thankful every single day, but I am selfless. And because I am selfless, I have to go for eight figures. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Give Danny a round of applause. Hey, 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 let's get Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. If you like this episode, please do us a huge favor. Leave us a five-star review. And if you're not already, subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend because we're providing this valuable game so that you can level up as an aspiring Melanin Millionaire. Again, thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week.